Well, happy 4th of July, everyone, and welcome to the Coffee House at West End. This coffee house has been amazing. Seven months of operation has created so many new visitors to our church and the way we impact. I don't know if you know this or not, but we have Thursday night services every Thursday at seven o'clock at the coffee house at West End. So please come by and check this place out if you haven't seen it. The 4th of July is a special time of gathering of family and friends. So we thought we'd take this weekend and provide a service online only. And this gives our faithful children's volunteers a break, as well as all of our other volunteers. But here's my real hope for you. My hope is that you'll take this opportunity to reach out tomorrow on the 4th of July and invite somebody into your world. There are so many new people moving into your community and they don't know anybody. And it's so hard to be the new kid in school. So take the opportunity to reach out and invite them so that they'll know somebody and uh, let them be a part of your celebration of the 4th of July. Welcoming people is important part of hospitality in the faith that we share with Jesus. So be hospitable, reach out. Somebody you don't know, but you know they're new and invite them into your celebration and into your world. Well, last week, we began a new series on temptation. Resisting temptation is something we all have to pay attention to, but it is an intentional act. It's not really about willpower or discipline as much as it about direction and beliefs. One of the foundational steps involved in not being a victim of temptation is living with purpose and understanding what you believe. Understanding what it means to really follow Jesus and to go all in with Christ. I mean, part of our problem is the fact that we sit on the fence and we have a kind of a foot in both sides and we don't really understand what we believe. It's sort of abstract for us, but don't do that. Let's figure out what we believe. We always do destructive things when we don't take a stand, when we don't understand what we believe, when we sit on the fence and we're unclear about our convictions. Now, as we celebrate the 4th of July, our country is 246 years old. The Declaration of Independence was adopted on July 4th, 1776. And one of the most famous documents in American history, you know some of the words in this, it starts out by saying, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for our one people to dissolve the political bands which connects them with another people. You, you understand that, you, you remind this, but here's the part of the declaration you do know. It says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This declaration went on to state that the role of government was to protect these rights. And with that, the 13 colonies formed the United States of America and declared their independence from Great Britain. Now, the Revolutionary War, you may not know this, but the Revolutionary War had begun over a year before the Declaration of Independence was ever adopted. Our founding fathers decided to make a formal declaration that would rally the troops and set the course for the country. It was like putting a stake in the ground. It was like saying, this is what we believe. The war had already begun, but they put something down to declare their independence. Declarations are helpful. 
They're helpful to articulate a stand or a truth or a belief. It cements something important in our lives. Now, that is important for you. As we think about temptation, think about what are you declaring in your life? Is there a declaration in your life? In the Old Testament, in the book of Joshua, Joshua was a leader of the children of Israel. And they had moved into the promised land. And in this, he made one of the most famous declarations that you can make. Let me read this passage to you. It's Joshua chapter 24, verse 14. It says, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods of your ancestors' worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are now living. And here's what Joshua says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now that's a declaration. It's something that was true before he declared it, but he declared it. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Now, if you go back and read Joshua 23, which may be your homework for the 4th of July, Joshua 23, you'll see that the Israelites had taken possession of most of Canaan, and the promised land was theirs. Joshua was the successor of Moses, and Joshua led the Israelites into Israel, and they settled for themselves, and here's the thing, they were living comfortably. The inheritance of the 12 tribes had been given and most of the occupants had been pushed out and they were safe. Joshua, when he writes Joshua chapter 24 here, Joshua was an old man and is at the end of his life's journey. And he's calling his people together. And what he does is he speaks for God for the last time. He gives the people a quick quick history. And here's what he says to them. He says, decide, put it down. Here's the choice. He didn't want the people to be have commitment issues. He said, listen, here's the choice. And he reminds the people of God's faithfulness and God's goodness. And he says, now because God's been faithful and he's given you all that you need and he's given you this promised land that he promised, now respond. For me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. The wishes of Joshua were actually answered after he died the people served God faithfully for the remainder of that generation. So declarations are very important. We need to make a declaration. In the New Testament, there are declarations, many of them, but the most prominent and the most obvious declaration of your faith is baptism. Think, I think this is why Jesus said, Mark, the book of Mark, he says, believe and be baptized. It's a command that you believe something, and then later you declare it. You declare, this is what I believe. Now, listen, here's the theological truth. Baptism doesn't give you a ticket to heaven. It doesn't save you. It's not about church membership. It, it's it, I don't get a commission if you get baptized. It's not about me. It's a declaration of your life, and it's very important, especially this idea of temptation. A declaration says something very clear. This is what I believe. And the Apostle Paul talked about this when he wrote to the believers in Rome. 
Paul made a point to talk about what grace really is. Here's what was happening. They misunderstood grace. And the people of Rome were saying, well, since we're forgiven and God forgives us of everything because of what Jesus did on the cross, we can just do anything that we want. Now, the people were trying to move away from legalism and religion, but they didn't really understand grace. People were misunderstanding what Paul was teaching. And he's saying, hey, since I'm forgiven, I can do whatever we want. So Paul addresses that in Romans chapter 6. He says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? He says, by no means. Basically, that's a Bible way of saying, don't be stupid. That's not what that means. By no means. That's not what we're talking about here. He says this. He goes on to say this. We are those who have died to sin. How can we now live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. So Paul uses this baptism, the symbol of baptism, as as a declaration of saying, listen, this is what is, this is what you believe. This is why it's important. It's a public declaration of what it is that you believe. That's why there's some anxiety associated with it, because you're coming out and you're putting a stake in the ground and you're publicly saying, I believe. I believe. In light of what God has provided me, in light of the faithfulness that he has shown me, and because of the grace he's given me, and because of his mercy, I'm in. I declare that Jesus Christ is my Savior. I declare that he died for my sins. I declare that he rose from the dead, and I declare that I have placed my faith in him. That's what baptism is. It's a symbol and a declaration that says, I've been buried with Christ on his death, and I will rise again in newness of life. Now, for many of you, your parents made this declaration for you as a child, but but you don't remember that, and it's a beautiful thing that they, they really uh, valued, and it's a valuable church tradition. But I'm challenging you to make this declaration for yourself, to say, I believe. I believe. I want to declare this. Again, it's not about church membership. It's not about, it's not about getting to heaven. It's about putting a stake in the ground. This is a declaration that's really, really key. It's going to encourage your faith. It's going to rally the troops. It's going to encourage other people. That's why it's public. And, we, and, 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 and so I want you to think about two things out of this July 4th talk, two things. One is I want you to really dig in and grow and figure out what you believe. I know it feels abstract and complicated and over-spiritual, but pick up your Bible and start reading. Try to figure out What is it that you really believe about yourself, about God, about your world, about your future, about your salvation, about forgiveness? Because knowing what you believe will be the best, best armor in terms of resisting temptation.
And the second challenge for you is consider being baptized as a public declaration of your faith. Be baptized. In fact, there's going to be information you can email or a website that you can address and say, I want to talk about this. At the end of this month, we're going to have a big baptism service right out there at every campus, and I want you to be a part of that. Again, you don't have to join our church. It's, it's not about that. I, I'm a little defensive. I'm sorry. But it's really about you and declaring. And I'm telling you, I'll never forget the day I got baptized. And um, it was such a surreal moment for me. And I want you to have that moment. So if you've never declared your faith by being baptized after you came to Christ, I want you to consider doing that. I wanted you to be challenged. I know if you grew up in a high church, you think that's just for children. It is not for children. This is for you. So consider doing that and declare something. And so that you can really cement your belief system in the scripture, in the truth of who Jesus Christ really is. I hope you have a great 4th of July. I hope you invite other people into your world. I hope you get to celebrate with family and friends and loved ones. And I hope that this holiday, taking a break, I hope it gives our our volunteers a great break. And I'll see you again soon at one of our campuses. God bless you. Let me pray. Let me pray. And then um, we'll be dismissed. All right? Let's pray. Father, thank you. Uh, Thank you for the mercy and the grace and the compassion that you've shown us by providing us something we could not provide ourselves a savior, that you didn't um, rely on us to be good enough to make up for our bad, but you provided us mercy, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and was buried and rose again. Because of what he did, he paid the penalty for all of our transgressions. And if you're listening to me today and you've never given your life to Christ, you should do that even now. I know as strange it may be watching on your computer at home in your TV, but you just simply say, God, I believe. I believe I need forgiveness. I believe Jesus died for my sins, and I believe he rose again, and I want to follow you. That prayer is the beginning of an amazing relationship. And Father, I just pray that we would be bold enough to be baptized, to stand uh, forward publicly and say that we believe in you. And we pray, oh God, that you would do an amazing thing in our lives as we make these declarations of truth of what it is that we believe. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.